0: you know one of the reasons we say you know two guys helping you better you but our goal is to also help better each other mhm right yeah and this podcast is an exercise in doing so so we're forcing ourselves to you know we had the idea we talked about it well let's follow through let's let's see this to the end and some days we go to record i want to go to sleep i want to eat you know <laughs> Or I have I have something else I need to do, but you know, we committed to doing this and it's forcing us both to to stick in. So obviously we can't be hypocrites being on a podcast about self development and if we're not willing to to do it.
1: Welcome to the You Better You podcast. Just two guys helping you better you. The quote of the week is, tomorrow is often the busiest day of the week. And now, here are your hosts, Gael and Robin.
0: Welcome back to the You Better You podcast. This voice belongs to Gael.
1: And this voice belongs to Robin.
0: So today we're going to talk about procrastination what are the different types of procrastinator and how we can improve so as customary
1: robin what do you think of that quote i feel like i said it because i've definitely said it many times before i tend to procrastinate a lot but i mean i get stuff done so i I relate to this quote so much
0: (laughs) one of the things that i thought was interesting and when i was doing some research is I, i never thought about the fact that there are different types of procrastinators
1: yeah, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, and they don't all stem from the same thing, um, so it was pretty interesting. And I look forward to, to us talking about that. But there are so many, there's so many interesting tidbits. But we'll, we'll go ahead and get started with misconceptions of what it means to be a procrastinator. Do you know someone uh, right off the bat that uh, procrastinates often?
1: Well, like I said earlier, if I look in the mirror, <laughs> I definitely see myself. <laughs> It's something I need to work on. I don't know anyone else specifically, actually.
0: Yeah, um, for me, it's hard to say for other people unless you, you work with them uh, day in and day out. Mm-hmm. A lot of people I know, they're pretty good with their time management. That's something that uh, we have going for us on our team. But there's a lot of misconceptions because what do you think of a procrastinator? You think they're lazy. Right. It's definitely not seen as a positive thing. You won't go to a job interview and say, I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you leave that out. But the reason it's a misconception is it's not always the case. It can certainly be, um, but it's not right. always the case. I can see that. And, and again, we'll go into why later. But another misconception is that they are um, undependable or unreliable. Again, sometimes true. Um, but not always. I like to think of myself as reliable, Mm -hmm. but this is something that I need to work on. And I now know, and this is why we're going to talk about, well, what are the different types of procrastinators? Because when you know which type you fall under, then you know what to do about it. So Mm. for example, I know I'm not a lazy person. So what are my triggers? What causes me to fall into this trap time and time again? So we'll go right into it. There are mainly four different types. So the first one we're going to discuss is a perfectionist. Uh Now, of course, yeah. (laughs) Now, of course, not all perfectionists are procrastinators, Mm -hmm. but they tend to value quality over time. Now, obviously that can be a good thing. That can be an asset Mm -hmm. where someone is so quality driven that they're willing to spend more time on, on a task or on a project. But this leads to constantly shifting workload because they have a hard time prioritizing subtasks within a broader scope. I once uh, at an interview, Will Smith said that, you know, he is, I uh, believe it was his grandmother, but he was taught at a young age, if you're going to build a wall, you know, take a brick and line it up as best as you can. Take your time, make it perfect. Then move on to another break. And over time, you know, you'll get good results. And of course that, that's sage advice. That's, that's always advice. But at a certain point, the, the line is, is, is not the same for everybody. But at a certain point, we have to accept that we have done the best within a certain circumstances mm-hmm. and move on. So with a perfectionist, that's where things get hard. So. Here we start seeing why the misconceptions are what they are because we would not label perfectionists as a lazy person or someone who's unreliable. Do you know any perfectionists in your life? Are you one? Yeah, I'm a
1: perfectionist. (laughs) There's so many projects I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this at this point. And then I push it back because I'm like, nope, it's not the quality. It's not at the standard that I have or the vision that I have. So I'm like... Nope, not releasing this until it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And I've mm-hmm. been doing it for the past five years. <laughs> well,
0: again, it can be a good thing. And that's why, you know, when, when you're building a team, you get people that fill different roles. So yeah. you've been an uh, uh to many teams, depending on what role other people are, uh, are playing. Uh, on the team, but yeah, so those those are the first uh, that's really the the first group of people. Now, what do you think causes someone to be a perfectionist? Do you oh. think that's just something
1: that some people are born with and some aren't? Do you think it's just how they were raised? or I can't speak for everyone else, but I know for myself, I feel like it's part of it is like if you have like just 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 as a vision that you want everyone else to see. Until that vision can come become reality, it's like, well, I don't want to sacrifice the quality of this goal just to put something out there because then, you know, that represents you Mm -hmm. and you want to give the best representation of your work or who you are. So I feel like that's what creates perfectionists.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, I definitely lean on, I think it's the way someone was raised, uh, at least uh, partially, if someone was raised with parents with high expectations.
1: Yeah, I could. Yeah.
0: Most of the people I know that are perfectionists, I think, came from a culture that really yields that type of uh, per- perfectionism because they had to deal with incredibly high uh, standards. Mm-hmm. I remember in school, someone was, you know, fretting over having straight A's, but one of them was a 92. <laughs> but, <I> again, <laughs> it, <laughs> but again, it gives you an idea of of what... His view of what is acceptable was being molded by how his parents reacted to his performance. Mm-hmm. So, as for some people, getting C, you know, for acceptable is good job, you made it. You know, C, C for him would have meant, you know, almost disowning, being disowned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, I think that's partially why, and um, and it can be just someone who's just driven. They want to be the best, um, or they want to, to show um, to to give something their best. So, so that's a uh, perfectionist. Now, the second type of procrastinators are what I will call pressure junkies. Now, I think I partially fall into this one, but uh, <laughs> now pressure junkies are they they feel like they thrive under pressure. And they welcome, or at least they're not afraid of dealing with uh, really hard, or arduous task with limited time. Uh, and it can be because you know they enjoy the the rush of adrenaline, or sometimes uh, past successes mm-hmm. can fuel the sense of "I got this," you know, "I I can do it." Yeah. So I will say I don't enjoy pressure, <laughs> but because I've gotten away with it for a long period of time, uh, that's the bad part. I, I think it. I'm not. A, I'm no longer afraid of the eleventh hour,
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: which leads me to procrastinate with certain tasks.
1: Honestly, there may be something wrong with me because I feel like I'm this too. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I don't. Know, I, I get what you're saying, just because when it comes to that pressure, especially when you do well, mm-hmm. man, you're like. Eh, I could do this again. Yeah. <laughs> there've been, there've been times, you know, we we both have done public speaking. There've been times where I have a big, big talk coming up and oh, I should, I should work on this speech. Eh, <laughs> the, the day before, uh, two hours before knock it out. And you're like, huh, maybe. But then as I've gotten older, it's like, is this stress really worth it? Yeah. <laughs> Let me knock this out a month in advance. <laughs>
0: Well, it's funny because I almost feel like adding, you know, I, I call this, uh, pressure junkie, but I, I, I feel like adding terrible memory as, uh, as part of this, because I have dug myself some holes. I remember while I'm in the hole, I remember thinking, I will never do this again. And then I do. <laughs> then, <laughs> you know, the next time's like, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I remember, um, before I got married, I was working like 16 hour days to catch up on a job. That I had definitely procrastinated on, uh, for, you know, for work because before I didn't learn my lesson, I stayed up to three o'clock in the morning. Oh man. Before I was supposed to go on vacation, but I had to finish, I had to finish some projects that was due while I I would be out. And I did that because I don't remember the time before that, before I went on another vacation. Um, I don't go vacation that often, but, uh, before I went on another vacation, I was up to, I think that one was four in the morning and I remember that one because the flight was at six. So you would think, right? You would think after a while that I was, you know, let me make it easier on myself. <laughs> but it's like, I rise up to the challenge. Like, okay, I, did, I went this hard, you know? Let, let me work till five before six. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, Yeah, apparently yeah. I like challenges.
1: <laughs> yeah, you do. Because you also did it when we went to New York oh
0: yeah (laughs) yeah again that's something you know doing the research with this was very eye-opening it's a combination of of things and and this is definitely part of it and again the the sting the sting of you know going through what i did in the past hasn't i'm wondering what would happen if it was a catastrophic fail what happens if i get fired because i didn't finish something i wonder if then that's a wake-up call Uh, With that being said, I hope I don't get that wake up call. But, (laughs) 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 but yeah, I I, I've gotten so creative, and and I think because I know I'm willing to work hard, I think that's the issue. Because other people I work with, they work hard, but they reach a point where they're not gonna like when their time is up, it's up. Mm -hmm. And you know, if it's done, it's done. If it's not, it's not. Whereas I know I'm committed to finish something. No one's gonna finish something because I didn't. And um, yeah, that's that's a trap.
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel like having people holding you accountable, or they're relying on you, definitely helps.
0: Yeah, it, it helps. But it's it's like I said, at least for me, I'll still f- like I would be genuinely sad if someone is inconvenienced mm-hmm. by having to wait for me. But at the same time, and again, we we're gonna go into another issue that I have. But but. <laughs> As sad as I am, it doesn't translate to um, to future events. It doesn't, I don't learn from it. But when I do <laughs> learn things, you know, when, once it finally gets in there, I never go back. The third type of procrastinator is what I call the overbooker. So it can stem from a couple things, but most often they're just unable to get themselves to say no to assignments uh, or to favors or to anything, right? And if it's work related, they may feel ashamed to decline a task, or mm-hmm. they may see it as a lost opportunity. Oh, maybe my boss won't. Maybe he thinks I'm not, um, you know, dependable, or maybe I'll give him the impression that I don't want to put forth more effort, you know. And yeah, so they may feel like declining a new project is an indication that they are lacking in some way. So they'll say yes, 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 uh, even though deep down. I mean, they're thinking about the stress that's going to come with it, but they're not able to look at the big picture.
1: You know, Gael, if you're just going to say all this, how about you just at me next time?
0: <laughs> I think a lot of procrastinators are on a spectrum mm-hmm. with perhaps all of these, right? We have to find out maybe what's the, the biggest problem. You know, I, I feel like perhaps one of these is the main source and then the others come in this they sprinkle in but so i take that to mean that you do the same or
1: yes sir well not i used to i'm i think i'm i think i have a good balance now
0: yeah you ever uh seen a movie yes man yes yeah i i um i have fallen in love with uh or no. The only issue is I still don't think I said enough. Um, I, I feel like my priorities aren't, I'm less inclined to say no if it's work. I can't remember one time where I absolutely said no. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll say no, but then I'll leave the door open. I'll say, well, no, but if you can't find anybody else that can do it, you know, count me in, you know, I, I'll, I'll give that haphazard no, but it's, mm-hmm. it's really a
1: yes. It's interesting you say that because I, now that I think about it, it's weird because with work, I'll always say yes, and if it's hanging out with friends, I nine times out of ten will say no. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to any of my friends, but listen, I, I don't know where I'm- I fall in that. <laughs> All right, so that was the
0: overbooker, and yeah, I'm definitely on on that spectrum. Now the fourth one, the non-committal, and this was hard to kind of think of a. a a nice word or phrase uh, to define it, but it's essentially someone who is unable to follow through. So this is my biggest one. That's, mm. that's why I'm red on the spectrum. <laughs> I'm dependable, but so someone who's not committal, just to f- kind of finish that thought, is someone who, they may be quick to think of ideas, solutions, different projects, but they can't, they don't put enough steps in the same direction to lead them to the very end. So they may take a few steps towards the direction and then scroll, you know, they did, oh, I have something else and they pivot, but they pivot so often, you know, they just go from task to task to task and never, you know, never finish because they're, yeah, they just have a lot going on. And again, you know, this can be a positive thing. You know, someone yeah. like this, you want on your marketing team or, you yeah. know, but Again, that's why you have teams of, you know, someone does this and someone does that, you know, th- uh, teams that complement one another. So I definitely know for a fact I'd be lying if, I mean, I have no commitment issues that I want to make that clear. But
1: <laughs> you're not saying that for the listeners. You're saying that for your
0: <laughs> wife. But uh, yeah, I definitely have, I definitely don't have committal issue, uh, commitment issues, but I do need to work on uh, finish things that I start. If, that, if that's not a contradiction, I know that sounds like a contradiction, but...
1: No, it makes sense. <laughs>
0: uh, what about you?
1: I'm definitely this type of person. I, I honestly think, <laughs> You're all of them. <laughs> I told you, like, I feel attacked. <laughs> but see, the thing is, for me, it's just, I'm very big picture. Like when it comes to the small steps, I'm horrible. So like, I understand why you say like, that's why it takes a team because I'm like, man, I need a team behind me because I'll come up with the vision, the idea. I may take a few steps, but I don't completely follow through, which I'm working on. This just makes me reflect. We can uh
0: let everybody know. I mean, that one of the purposes of this podcast,
1: you know, one of the reasons we
0: say, you know, two guys helping you better you, but our goal is to also help better each other. This podcast is an exercise in doing so. So we're forcing ourselves to, you know, we had the idea, we talked about it. Well, let's follow through. Let's let's see this to the end. And some days we go to record, I want to go to sleep, I want to eat, you know, or I have I have something else I need to do. You know, we committed to doing this, and it's forcing us both to to stick in. So obviously we can't be hypocrites being on a podcast about self-development and if we're not willing to to do it. If I had money, if I had a large pool of money, that's all I would do. I would sit down, write my ideas down, and have and have someone help develop it to the end. I have I have great ideas. At least I think in my eyes, great ideas <laughs> for for nonfiction books. But I know I can't sit down. I'm not. The, I, I can't sit down and type. I don't have enough bandwidth at the end of the day to sit down and type five hundred thousand words. I just, I just don't. Now, I'm not, I'm not shutting the door on that. I'm not giving up on that. But as of now, I recognize these are the things that I would have to to overcome. So, as we mentioned before, it's important for us to identify which one of these we are, if not on a spectrum for all of them, so we know how to address it. So that leads us to, well, how to stop procrastinating. The first thing, or one of the things that we can do is be clean and be neat now that's mainly physically a house office a car because it it really can reflect what's going on oh, yeah. inside mm-hmm. so a cluttered space reveals cluttered mind mm-hmm. and I think that is very accurate because for me again i i'm constantly I'm constantly thinking and and I have a tendency. I'm not a pig, but I have a tendency to, if I don't, uh, if I don't clean often, I have a tendency to get cluttered, You know, to have clutter built around me. That's something that I've actively had to work on. But yeah, so being organized and 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 think about how you feel clean environment. Th- there is a different feeling. Like oh yeah, a lot of people can enjoy their messy rooms, right? It, it can it can be some sense of like this is mine you know I've, I've, this is my comfort zone this is my shell but it's hard to deny how you feel you know if you do clean up and it almost feels like you can think better like you're in a better mood uh, you're not agitated you're not you know depressed that's something that can't be overlooked uh, i'll put you on a spot are you a clean person or are you messy
1: i am a very clean person but i am not always organized there's a huge difference there's a huge difference okay it really goes based on like where my mind like where my mental state is at. if i like i remember like times where i was like really depressed where man my my room would be so cluttered i knew where everything was but like i wouldn't take someone down to show like show them my room yeah um but yeah for example, earlier today, actually, I cleaned my room and, you know, you get that satisfaction, like a proud parent, <laughs> man, I, I did this. I'm proud of this. Yeah. And you can just focus better. It's almost like you can breathe better. Yeah. And yeah. you just don't have stuff. Like, it's almost like a physical representation of what's going on mentally. Like, you, you just can focus.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting for me, I drive. Now, before I say this, i am put this in context my wife and I were laughing about this just a few hours ago. My wife says I drive like a, I drive very safely. That's the, that's the way she puts it, but we know what, what she means. <laughs> and we were laughing because one time I was driving and she says, you know, sweetie here, you, you know, and I was like, babe, you know, I'm doing, I'm already like, I'm already doing a speed limit, you know? And she says, well, you know, at least get out the, the, the fast lane. So this old, lady in an old minivan just flew past me <laughs> before I could switch. <laughs> she, she drove past me and we both look over and, you know, we saw that. And then we met eyes, you know, we, we, uh, <laughs> locked eyes and then we both bust out laughing because like, there's nothing else I could say after that. Uh, so having that as the context, I realized I do drive more aggressively and more and, and faster when my car is messy, whereas okay. if everything is is neat, there's no there's no trash or anything, then, yeah, I'm calm. You know, I'm easygoing. Mm-hmm. Apparently I drive like a grandfather, but I, I drive safely, um, you know. Um, so, yeah, so I, th- there's, there's uh, definitely some some truth into it. And honestly, we could have a whole episode on how to be clean. I'll make note of that. <laughs> I hear what you're telling me. <laughs> you know, one one last point under this is having a designated place for where things belong and put it back before toggling to other tasks. Sometimes because, and we're going to get into it, so I won't, we're going to get into it, but when we multitask, we can, that's where we can kind of mess that up. But yeah, everything should have a home. A couple of years ago, because I knew I had to work on being more organized and clean. I was I was watching this um, videos on YouTube about how to be clean, <laughs> and that's what one person said. He said he's never had a problem with it because when he was young, his mom taught him that everything out of home. So after he used something, he was like, take it home. You know, put it home. You know, use a pen. Don't leave it on the table. Put it in. You know, put it in the drawer where it, it you got it from. You know, so yeah. uh, Little things like that can can go a long way. Okay. So that's, that's being neat, being organized, you know, being clean. That's one thing that can help us uh, stop procrastinating. If we need an organized, we're not killing time looking for things and it creates the headspace we need to be more productive. So something else we can do is breaking, you know, big projects into smaller tasks. And it sounds silly, but one of the things I thought of is like when you think about a meal, like you have a whole sandwich. Obviously, you're not going to put the whole sandwich in your mouth and just sweat it and just try to gulp it. Speak for yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just kidding, continue.
0: Um, but you're going to take smaller bites. Um, in fact, going on, you know, going with the joke, what happens if you take a too big of a bite? You might choke, right? So
1: yeah, you I take... Speak for yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, you know, obviously, and everybody knows this, of course, but you take smaller bites and over time, you'll finish the sandwich. So we're struggling with procrastination. One of the things that we can do is focus only the task at hand. Focus, uh, thinking of the whole project can be overwhelming and can over time lead us to lose our willpower. We can think of it as being so far away or, or being so so much involved, having so much to do that it discourages us. Now, of course, it doesn't mean that you're not planning. That's not what that means. But if your task is, I don't know, if part of the project is writing a proposal, we focus on that proposal. We're not thinking about, oh man, but it's going to take, you know, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do that. No, no, you're going to have to do all that anyways, but just focus on, okay, all I have to do for the next four hours is type this proposal. That's all I have to do. And again, doing that, you know, doing that will help keep things moving. Now, something that we can do is write down small steps that uh, we need to do. There's a, a famous CEO, I, I, she's famous, but I can't think of her name right now. But she was I'm asked, famous. <laughs> she was asked, what do you think I've led, has led you to being so famous and so successful? She says, well, I can't really pinpoint one thing, but something that I do that I know has helped me was in the morning, I wake up and I grab a sticky note and I write three things on a sticky note that I need to get done that day. Just three things. And before the day's over, no matter what, I want to do those three things. Now, I've heard a variation of this. I've heard, you know, doing those three things before picking up your phone. I've heard that, and that has been successful for a couple of CEOs. Uh, but the point is, don't make it a long list. Make it something short, quick, to the point. Because again, the whole point is, you know, we're not we don't want to kill our, our willpower by seeing a long. How discouraging is it? You're going through some grueling part of the job. You finally finish, and then you look down on a list with 18 items. That, that's that's that that's discouraging. But if it's only three things, it keeps you going.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: So the third thing is. Plan your distractions. So we live in a world filled with distractions. So we're going to have distractions. So if we accept we're going to have distractions, well, let's at least plan for them. Because if we plan for them, we can allocate specific time for it. So we still get that, you know, that fix, <laughs> uh, whether it's it's our phone or even if it's something that's still productive, just not within our tasks, like checking our work emails or, or you know, text, mes- uh, text messages. So... That's better than sporadic disruptions. You know, as efficient as our brain is at handling bodily functions, when it comes to tasks, it can only focus on one thing at a time. So when we disengage, we flip to another task, right? So it has to reengage to something else. Yeah. Gather information, whether it's, you know, memories or whatever for that task. Then we toggle back. It has to again kind of filter that out, go back into that task, and even though we're back into the task, it still takes some time for us to get that full attention right back on it. So one of the things that that we can do allocate certain intervals for pure productivity. For example, one of the things that I've done when I struggle with it is I'll devote forty five minutes, I'll say no matter what. Other than me seeing smoke in my house, no matter what, for 45 minutes, I'm focused on this. My phone is flipped down. I can't see the screen. I, if it lights up, I, I don't know. But after 45 minutes, I'll take a 10 or 15 minute break. And at that break, I can do whatever I want. I can go outside. I can check my emails. I can, you know, go on my phone, get water, use the bathroom,
1: mm-hmm. do
0: whatever. Ever I want. So knowing that, and, and there's apps that, and we're going to talk about that later. There's there's certain things that you can do where every, you know, it loops. So 45 minutes, you know, your phone will lock up. You won't get anything. And then after 45 minutes, alarm goes off, take a break. But knowing that in 45 minutes, you can do whatever you want, it keeps you going. It really does. That to me was, it sounds really basic. It sounds really simple. But going from distractions every couple minutes to setting a time frame of nothing will change your life. It sounds like I'm exaggerating, but it really will.
1: No, it makes sense. I know for myself, what I do is I trick myself. So I tell myself, hopefully this isn't one of your points. but (laughs) What I do is I tell myself, I'm just going to work for 15 minutes. I know I'm not going to just work for 15 minutes, but that just kicks. It's like my kickstart. Once I start going, I'll keep going. So I'll put a 15 minute timer and once it goes off, I'll continue working until like an hour goes by oh. and then I'll take like that 10 minute break. Yeah. We're, we're not the same way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've done what you, I, I've done what you've done before, but just, I need the kickstart. <laughs> mm,
0: gotcha. For me, I have no problem kickstarting. I have problem staying, right? I can start anything. It's just keeping me, keeping me going. Yeah. Makes sense. So the nice thing about it is it kind of builds. So you know, you take your first break and sometimes it's like, this is nice. like, And you don't feel guilty about it. like, and, and you reflect on all the stuff you got done. So when I do this, that 45 minutes is as productive easily. I'm not exaggerating. Easily as a couple hours when 22. I don't do it. And I'm going back and, forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Easily. So give it a shot. Again, now you have to have a measure of self-discipline right? No one's over your shoulder, but uh, that's something that can help. The other thing that we can do to help with procrastination, either tackle the hardest task first or the simplest task first. Now, the reason it's or is because it depends on who you are. <laughs> it it yeah. really does. Which so, one are you? Yeah, I'm definitely in the latter. The simplest task first. That's not even close. <laughs> I, I need momentum. So if if I do a simple task, and you know, right off the bat I'm productive, then I get the energy, the the willingness to to go through and tackle the hard. If I try to do the hard one first, by the time I finish the hard one, what my brain would do is, oh, that's so much easier. That will promote my procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I were to do it. Uh, what about you?
1: I'm definitely the hardest task because I procrastinate on the small, easy stuff. Cause I'm like, oh, I can get it done anytime. So for me, I definitely need to do the hardest task. And then I'm like, okay, once I knock this out, it's smooth sailing from here. So I
0: was making a similar argument. So I do think I would, I mean, on the, on the simplest task. So that's why I have to do that first, because my brain would keep saying, oh, that's small. Like, oh, yeah. Whereas I know if I start with the hard, I would have finished that. Then again, I'd, I'd be like, okay, whew, I took care of the most important. I'm, I'm okay. I'll then I'm more inclined to. So you, you're saying again that you would procrastinate on the simplest ones?
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. That's yeah, so confused. I, I, I'm I'm confused too. Aren't so, you saying that you would do the simplest task first? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm saying I would do the hardest task first.
0: Yeah, but we're we're saying we would do those things for the same reasons. Well, listen. <laughs> <laughs> and again, and that's why everybody, you know, everybody's different. And, and that's why we're arguing these two points. Th- these two points are going to be different for everybody. But yeah, in, in my mindset, I know, okay, if it's easy, I'm more likely to procrastinate on them because my brain will keep deferring them. It's like, okay, I can, it's so small, I can do it.
1: Oh, okay. I understand your reasoning now. Yeah. So again,
0: listeners, it depends on on who you are and, and, and how you function. Now I will say the latter though, the, you know, doing the simplest task first may help someone who has major issues with uh, procrastinating uh, who, who needs uh, to start at the, at the bottom. It may be easier to, Hey, just do the simple stuff, do the easy stuff. And then uh, hopefully you get a momentum going that will help you, you know, set the tone for the rest of the day and get you to to do more. Now, something else that uh, I put on here is something that we can use to our favor is using apps. Now, there's a couple apps. Well, there's more than a couple, but uh, there's an app called Freedom. There's another one called uh, Focus To Do. They're not just like organizers, but they help you decide the priority a task will take, and depending on what phone you have, can help Uh, prevent your phone from distracting you while you're taking care of certain tasks so that's something that i recommend you know you look into like i said the app that i used to use would automatically you will put down i want to work for 45 minute intervals and i want 15 minute breaks so it would automatically set an alarm for both points for both segments one out 45 it'll let you know take a break and then once again after 15 minutes over and um I think it was technically a study app, but you know, it, it can apply to, to work or anything else you have to do. Now, something that I I noticed myself that I can apply is being being careful to uh, subtle forms multitasking. Now, a lot of us, you know, like if we're washing the dishes or vacuuming, or, you know, whatever we're doing, well, play music that can help you know get us through doing chores that we. Don't want to do. But when it comes to using our, our brain actively, we're thinking it helps if, we're, if we listen to music without lyrics because your brain can only focus. Again, people debate this, but it's a fact. Your brain can only focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. So what will happen is you're focused on your work and for maybe one or two seconds, you'll focus in on the lyrics that you're hearing. Then you go back to work. And it's those micro... Changes to your attention that over time can lead you to uh, not being as productive (laughs) as, as you could have been. Whereas listening to, especially classical music, but listening to music without lyrics can help keep your mind. I don't want to say at ease, but create an environment where your mind is more uh, conducive to being productive. So that's a very nuanced one, but I thought I'd add that in because a lot of people do listen to music. In addition to taking care of all the tasks. But depending on what we have to do, it can either be a distraction or be helpful.
1: Do you listen? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying that makes sense. And to answer your question, yes, I do listen to music (laughs) when I'm doing stuff, but I listen to like lo-fi. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Same here. Uh, Another tip, and this is more so, remember we talked about, you know, when we're talking about different types of procrastinators. We we talked about those, you know, you, you have an idea and you gotta you can't finish a task, right? This one's more for that person. But if you have a distracting thought or an idea or something you have to do, just write it down and go back to your task. You don't have to take any other steps. You know, don't don't start taking steps toward that task other than just write it down and then go right back to, you know, your current task. And why that helps is, you know, it's the middle ground. You're not ignoring it, right? You want to pursue it, but at the same time, you're giving yourself a chance to stay to to one. Something else that we can do. Now, for some people, this is very easy, and you don't have to convince them to do this. And for others, it's hard. But something else we can do to help us is to recharge. Do what? (laughs) You know, people may say, you know, burnout is not, you know, in my vocabulary. But it's a real thing. And no one, no one... No one is protected. from. It. Everyone can go through it if you're not careful. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and the issue with burnout is it can it can cause you to quit, which is why you don't want to get to that point. As dedicated as I am to many things, once I've burned out, I go from caring a lot, like caring a lot, working overnight, as you know, to not caring at all. Like I, I go out, there's none in between. So it's very important to take care of your body, give yourself breaks. and And sometimes it means an actual... Vacation it doesn't now that doesn't mean going to Hawaii and drinking pina coladas on the beach, <laughs> but a break can be leaving the task or project, pursuing a hobby or something as a still relatively. It's not completely. It's not a waste of time, but but it allows you to recharge.
1: That makes sense because I'm de- I definitely need to recharge more because. I'm the type where I'm like, no, I'm going to keep going, keep going. I can't get tired. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> and then I'm like, man, forget this. Forget everyone in here. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. You know, you drive a car, you never
0: change the oil. What happens over time? I don't care what it is. It could be hot, reputable car. If you drive the car too much and you don't change the oil, you're going to mess up your engine. So same thing. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much passion you have, you have limits because you're a human being.
1: Learning to say no helps a lot with this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can make it helps with avoiding this. Sorry.
0: Yeah. You can maintain, you can do two ways. You can take, you can spread out work and do it over a long period of time. You don't have to take vacations every two months, or you can, you know, you can take it on. But then you have to, you know, take it more frequently, uh, take those breaks. The last main one is going to be a little different. Forget the due date. Now, I don't mean literally forget the due date. You'll get yourself in trouble (laughs) or fired. (laughs) But we focus so much on the due date that, you know, if we already have a problem with procrastinating, that just gives us an excuse. So, you know, let's say we, we get a job today and it's due in a month. If we have that habit entrenched in us, in our mind, we may think, okay, I have a couple weeks before I have to start this, right? At least, you know, when I pay attention to it, that's what I say. One of the first things that I I check when I get a, a job is not the scope of it, not, you know, it's when is it due? And it's like, oh, okay, it's not due. And I catch myself saying, oh, okay, it's not due for a month. And it excuses me from working on it sometimes for no for there's no legitimate reason i just know okay i don't have to start it now (laughs) um so instead of focusing
1: on that focus on he's just such a sweet guy (laughs) this happens every single time i'm gonna be like you if i ever get married
0: (laughs) i gotta remember that (laughs) yeah so instead of focusing on the the end date focus on the start date and what i mean by that is Instead of just saying when is it due, say when can I start this? And it sounds simple, but it's all about our mindset. It's kind of like having a negative mindset rather than positive mindset. You know, you start something with a negative mindset, to that's going to stick with you, right? It's, It's very hard to overcome that. Whereas if you have a positive mindset, even if it's something that's very hard, it may give you what you need to 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 follow through to complete it. So start with that, you know, okay, when can I start this? And just that shift in thinking can can get us to complete the task well before it's due. One of the things that I noticed in myself that I need to work on is I very rarely have late jobs, but a lot of my jobs are turned in on the day they're due. Whereas there's no reason I can't turn it in before. Like I can count, literally, I can count how many things I've turned in well before the due date. Even if I happen to be 95% done, I will leave it till the last day, right? Yeah. To to get it done. And a couple of times I almost got me, you know, a couple of times I did that and that day came and something happened and I had to take off work. Wow. So now I have a bucket of work to do that day, whereas I could have easily completed it before. But I'm not thinking, you know, I'm thinking too much about the due date. So that's something that, that we can work on. And, and that will help us to get our lives together <laughs> and, and, and stop, uh, pushing things. One of the things I like to think about is think about your future self. It sounds corny, but help, help yourself out. Right. Don't make your life harder. It's kind of like when people go into debt and, you know, they don't, you don't realize you're borrowing money from your future income. From your future self. You're saying, I need this money today, and I, I'd rather steal it from myself in the future because I want this today. That's the same mindset we should have when it comes to work.
1: Or forget it, just make more money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll go ahead and, and do a, a quick summary of what we discussed today. So, our quote was, you know, tomorrow is often the business day of the week. And of course, that represents the epidemic, really, of, of procrastination. And there's some misconceptions about it. We can think of someone that procrastinates as lazy or unreliable. That is sometimes the case, but not always. Uh, the reason being is some are procrastinators because they're perfectionists. They want to get it right. They're focused on the quality, not just turning it in to say it's done. Some procrastinators are pressure junkies. They thrive on their pressure, and so they don't mind leaving tasks for the 11th hour because that's when they feel they excel at it. They get a rush of adrenaline, and they know they succeeded in the past, so why not do it? The third type of procrastinator is the overbooker, is someone who finds it hard to say no. They want to help. They want to be there for others. And so they try to make sacrifices and say yes to everything. They don't want to lose out on the opportunity or show that uh, or indicate that they're lacking in some way so uh, that leads them to overlook certain things uh, struggle with finishing tasks on time and our fourth type as we talked about is someone who's non-committal they're great at thinking of solutions ideas uh, they're great to work with to some degree but they find it hard to finish they don't take enough steps in the same direction to lead them to the end they pivot too often, that leads them to procrastinate. Well, what can we do to stop procrastinating? Well, we need to set the right environment. So one of the things that we can do is make sure that our environment is clean, neat, and organized. It can help us uh, feel you know ready to, to tackle our work. We're not depressed. We're not agitated. And uh, it can set the mood for a productive day. Something else we can do is instead of eating a sandwich whole, we take uh, smaller bites over time. So uh, break tasks into smaller chunks uh, and write down steps on a sticky note if we have to. Uh, Keep it in front of you. Uh, Don't make long lists. That's just discouraging. Keep it short. List of three things. We live in a world that is filled with distractions. So the other thing we can do is instead of trying to avoid every distraction, just plan for it. So make a commitment for 45 minutes or whatever it is, you're going to work, whatever task it is, the phone's face down or it's away from us, no matter what, unless the house is on fire or the office is on fire, you're going to work, but then plan for 15 minute breaks, right? Every 45 minutes you work, take a 15 minute break. You can do whatever you want, get water, go outside, you know, do whatever you want. But even though you're taking a break, you'll end up being more productive than time and time and time and time and time again, every time the phone blinks or makes a noise, looking at it and being distracted. Tackle the hardest task first, or maybe the simplest task first. That one really depends on the type of person you are. Personally, I got to do the simplest things first. I got to get a win. Once I get a win, then I can continue on and be more productive throughout the day. Add momentum. Listen to music without lyrics. Uh, In other words, uh, try to limit... Uh, how many things are are stimulating our minds? Uh, again, that can be a distraction. Recharge, take a break. Sometimes it means taking a vacation. It means putting the pen down, closing the laptop, and doing something for yourself. And the last one, forget the due date. Not, not literally, don't get fired, but focus on when you're going to start the job.
1: So yeah, so I think this was a nice conversation, Robin. What do you think? yeah thoroughly enjoyed it i got some points that i'm gonna work on things since i'm all over the whole spectrum i'm gonna just reevaluate <laughs> my entire life <laughs> that's why i'm here for rob to help you <laughs> Thank you. i appreciate it
0: all right everybody this has been the you better you podcast again this voice belongs to
1: Gaia and this voice belongs to robin take care see you guys